How many want something from the Lord today? Anybody want something from the Lord today? Amen. You know, everybody's been saying, uh, Brian, how was it being in Colorado? I'd have to say it ranks in the top three of encounters that I've had with the Lord. Powerful, powerful time. In fact, what Josh described in that Pilgrim's Progress with the guy slumped over and the heavy weight and the burden. How many know that 2020 has been a difficult year with the COVID, with the rioting, with the politics that's going on, with parents trying to wonder what we're going to do with our kids and what we're going to do in school? But uh, I'm telling you that this ama- there's an amazing renewal that's going to happen today. And at this end of this service, as we began to start already today, I hear chains breaking and falling to the ground today. I hear people and feel people's hearts begin to be renewed. I don't know if you thought about it or not, but everyone that you come across is facing some type of a battle in their life. Just about everybody you encounter is going through something. It may not be obvious on the outside, but they're facing something very difficult on the inside. Let me tell you today that God could use you to make a difference in that life. You have no idea what God might do through you with a single word of encouragement. You know, have no idea how God could use you to say the right thing at the very right moment. To offer someone hope and to build their faith. And that's why I'm calling this message today, Could Someone Please Encourage Me? Could Someone Please Encourage Me? Because if you look around, everyone is fight, fight, fighting a battle and we all could use a lift. I don't know about you, but there's so much negativity in our world today. You can't even, I can't even open up social feed without feeling a, a spirit of just discouragement. You can't read a news app without just kind of being like, man, is there anything good to talk about out there? You hear all the heartbreaking news in the world and it can dishearten you and it can bring you down. And so many people, we live in such a polarized world and it can be so incredibly critical and so undeniably hateful. And I think it's time that as we as believers that we began to step in and we began to step up and we began to be incredibly used by God to bring some hope and some healing and some encouragement to the people around you. Amen. If you're out there, say amen. Amen. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray today that you would move mightily by your spirit. And Lord, we know that every weapon that's been formed against the church, it will not prosper. And every word that is condemned or put down, the Lord will condemn it in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, we thank you that your spirit is moving through this place. And your spirit is freeing people. Your spirit is bringing life to people in Jesus' name. Amen. How many of you have ever watched the movie, The Help? Anybody saw the movie, The Help? If you've seen it, lift up your hand. If you saw that movie, The Help. The Help, there's some people that are going and they're working for people. And they're providing help. And they're working for a bunch of rich people that are putting their kids down. And they're kind of living high and almighty unto themselves. But this main lady, as she saw the mom being critical on the young daughter. And she saw that the mother's words were depleting and hurting that girl so much she would bring that girl to her 
And she would bring him in and she began to speak truth into this little girl. And she began to speak what she saw in this little girl. She began to protect this little girl and give her a courage to rise up and be what she's supposed to be. She would pull her chin up and she says, you are beautiful. You are pretty. You are successful. You are wonderful. You're going to do great things in this world. And she would do this. This little girl would just be lifted up and lifted up. May I say unto you today that you are righteous, that you are beautiful, that God has a good plan for your life, that roses will bloom again, that there is strength for the weary, there is hope for the despairing. Can I encourage someone today that God has a plan for you, for you in your life? But in this movie, the people that were putting down this little girl, I began to think these kinds of people Sound like some of the friends that Job had. Anybody heard of Job in the Bible? Job was an Old Testament character. He was a godly man. He followed God with all of his heart. He had a lot of, accumulated a lot of wealth. He had an amazingly large family. But the enemy came in and took everything that Job had in a matter of moments. His family was burnt and died in fires. All of his possessions were taken. Boils came in his body. On his body, he got sick. Anything that you could imagine happened, happened to Job. In fact, he was sitting in a bucket and taking a scale and scraping off scales on his, taking a shell and scraping off boils on his body with his wife looking at him and saying, curse God and die, Job. But he didn't do that. But when that was happening, people came up. His friends came up and they got all in his face. How many know that when you're going through something like that, you need a buddy? Anybody out there ever need a buddy? When Job had everything go wrong in his life, when Job, when nothing, everything was taking him, he, his friends got up in his, in his business and they began to say, it's your fault, Job. You deserve what's happening to you. You had it coming. You know what? You're going through this because you must have sin in your life. These were the friends. These were the voices around him. Negative, 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 negative. How many know that friends like that, there's no need for an enemy? We need to choose our friends wisely. We need to keep the right voices in our life. And you know, I love how Job responded to him. Anybody that knows the story when his friends were, you did this, you've got sin in your life, you deserve it, all this is happening because something's not right in your life. Job said this. Look how he answered and responded to them in Job 16.2. He said, I've heard all this before. Why did he hear all that before? How many know the enemy accuses you in your mind? Enemy was accusing him and already telling him, I've heard all that before. And then he said, what miserable comforters that you are. What miserable encouragers that you are. Any of you have friends like that? That you just want to say, man, I need something right now. But you stink at comforting. You stink at encouraging. I'm down right now. I need an uplifting word. I need somebody to lift me up. I need some help. And then he says this. And I'll tell you what. Man, I would love to be able to say this sometimes. But being a pastor, I probably shouldn't say this. But if I wasn't a pastor, I'd want to say this. Won't you ever stop blowing hot air? What makes you keep on talking? That's pretty honest, huh? You ever feel like saying that? Why do you keep blowing hot air? What, 
Why you keep talking? Look at this. I could say the same things to you. How many know when that, when that voice of the friends in your face, you could say, I could say the same things about you too. If you were in my place, I could spout off some criticism and I could shake my head at you and tell you everything you're not. But I love what it says next in this scripture and we got to get this today. But if it were me, but if it were me, I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, but if it were me, turn to your neighbor and say, if it were, if you're online, turn to somebody in your room and say, but if it were me, if it were me, if it were up to me, Job said, I would encourage you. Isn't that powerful? If it were up to me, I would speak words, words of life. If it were up to me, I would try to take, care, take away the grief that you're feeling and try to bring some joy into your heart. If it were up to me, it can be you. If it were up to me, it is you. It is the church. It is us. I would be an encouragement. I would speak life. I would pick you up. I would be the greatest voice of encouragement in your life this side of heaven. Do you know that the words that we speak Make the difference. Our words, our words to people, they can either build up or they can tear down or crush. The scripture says that the tongue has power. How many know your words have power? The tongue has power. It has the power of life. Speak life. Man, I'm working on this hard. I refuse to use my tongue to curse. I refuse to use my tongue to be critical, to be mean to people, to judge people. I refuse to do that because then I'm aligning with the enemy and I'm cursing people when God's called us to bless people. He said in this scripture, your tongue is either life or death. I want my word to build faith and strengthen people and give them confidence. I want to know he'll never leave you or forsake you. You know... I want to talk to you. I want to encourage us and challenge us to really use our words to put life into people. You know, God told Moses. How many know that Joshua followed Moses? If you know that, say amen. God told Moses that it's time for you to hand the baton off. That young Joshua is rising up. And he looked at Moses and he said, Moses, listen to this, guys. He looked at Moses and he said, Moses, I charge you. Moses, I charge you, I command you, I summons you. Moses, I summons you, I command you to encourage him. I want you to encourage Joshua. I want you to strengthen him. I want you to equip him because he's the one that's going to cross this Jordan and he's the one that's going to be the head of this people and he's the one that's going to bring these people into the land. Moses. I call every person out that's on this screen, that's listening on this parking lot today. I call you all Moses. And I say, will you find that young Joshua? Will you find that Megan? Will you find that Brian Jr.? Will you find your children? Will you find somebody at work? Will Brian find Josh? Will Brian find Braden? Will we find somebody? Manny, will you find somebody in the youth group? If you're a children's, um, children's leader, will you identify a child? And will you strengthen them? Will you encourage them? 
Will you equip them? Because God's calling you to raise up the next generation to take this land. I believe that God is calling us. Every one of us, we're fighting a battle. Every one of us, we need encouragement. I'm telling you, I need encouragement. How many know you reap what you sow? If you're critical on people, people are going to be critical on you. If you're mean to people, people's going to be mean. It's a spiritual law. You reap what you sow. I need encouragement. So I'm going to sow encouragement. I need encouragement. So I'm going to generously give encouragement. Why am I going to generously give encouragement? Because I need encouragement. And the Bible says, encourage others in 2 Corinthians 1.4. It says, encourage others as God encourages you. How many of you have the encouragement of the Lord? Come on. Encourage others with the encourage that God has given you in your tribulation. That we, in our tribulation, that we, with the encouragement that God encourages us in our troubles, man, it'll help us to encourage others that are in any any kind of tribulation through the encouragements which we ourselves are encouraged of the Lord. It's a powerful scripture for memorization. It's 2 Corinthians 1.4. May I encourage you today, church? Everybody look at me. May I encourage you today to press on and take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took a hold of you. Come on, look at me again. I believe this is the word of the Spirit. Can I encourage you to press on and to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of you? Press on means to continue moving forward in a forceful and a steady way, kind of like the troops pressed on in spite of the snow and the cold and the dampness in their clothes all wet. They pressed on. To press on means to not be dis- deterred or dis- be distracted. How many know that the enemy tried to distract or deter or deter Jesus Christ? Jesus said, I'll not be distracted or deterred by the bulls of Bashan, or in other words, the soldiers that was ripping out the beard off his face. He said, I'll keep my eyes aflint to my mission. I'll keep focused on my mission, and I'm not going to look to the right or to the left. But I'm going to finish what God put in me to finish. To press on. Can I I encourage you to press on? To continue to do something in a determined determined way. Paul said to press on, to take hold. I want you to get this. To take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. When I read that the other day and I was praying about it. I said, what is the that? What's the that? Press on and take, take hold of that. What's the that? What's the that? I kept saying, well, what's the that? How can I press on to take hold until I know what that is? And I believe that the enemy has erased or fuzzed up or taken away the passion of that that Christ has For this church and this body. I want you to fill in the blank. What is that that we're talking about today? God saw something. It's almost like a scouting team. Where they go out to high schools. They look at athletes. And they try to see something in them. They see something in them. It's like a musician. 
that they see something in them. Or, or, or somebody that's run a business, they need a particular element in their business. When they go out and they look, they see something in them. I want you to ask what that is in your life. And I want you to answer what that is so God can begin to do the do. When God gave that to me, I began to say, God, what is that? God saw something in me. He saw something in me when no human being could. He saw something in me when everything in my life spoke another message and was doing a different thing and was on another path. But this scripture is saying that God saw something in me. God saw something in Brian. God saw, sees something in Jen. And so what God wants us to do is he wants us to ask him, God, what is it you see in me? What is it you see in me? Matt, you ask God, what is it that you see in me? I want everybody right now and through this week to ask God, what is it that you see in me? And then after you ask him that, he will tell it to you. I want you to come into agreement with what he says. Anybody out there say amen. amen. When he says it, come into agreement with it. Because if you're like myself or I believe a normal human being, you won't see it and it's hard for you to believe it. But God said it, so that settles it. What is it you see in me? And then I want you to believe and come in agreement with what he sees in you. And then I want you to align your life up to what that is and begin to carry that forth. I felt the Holy Spirit say that hard to me. To get this church, I think we've lost sight of. I think we've been deterred. I think we've been distracted. I think our minds have gotten on the things of this earth. Come on. God wants us to get back to what is it that he wants of us. And what is it that our purpose is. And what is it that our calling is. Even with my wife. I'm like, what did Carmen see in me? And she would want to marry me. What is it that she saw? And sometimes spouses, you need to speak to your spouse and say, you're loving, you're kind, you're bold, you're beautiful, you have purpose, you have calling, God is for you, he's not against you. Come and let's put our hands to that which God has called us. Let's get that to which God called us and took hold of us and begin to carry that out. Is anybody with me today? What is it? What is it? And then he went on to say, after you know what it is, he went on to say, brothers and sister, now that I know what it is, I've not yet got there. I haven't taken hold of it. I'm not there yet, but I'm heading that way. Come on, can you get on the path that you're heading that way today? Anybody out there say amen. And he said, but this one thing, somebody yell out one thing. Say it loud. This one thing that I do is I forget what's behind and I press towards what's ahead. I press towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. We forget what's behind. We press forward. We move forward. And when it's talking about 
um, forgetting those things that are behind. I used to always just use that with past sins. Well, we need to forget what's behind. We need to view. You do need to do this. We need to view past sins. The past sins should only be viewed through the lens of lessons learned not to be repeated. Anybody out there say amen. So, so yeah, we need, to do, we need to forget about our past sins. And we just look at it as lessons learned. Don't repeat them. But also I want you past achievements, past accomplishments. I don't want us to stop there. I want us to use them as stepping stones to greater things that God wants us to do. Don't stop on this side of the river when God wants to take you on the other side. And then he also wants us to not get where we're just thinking about past blessings. Hey guys, how many's had past blessings? Past blessings. Sometimes people just live in that past blessing when they need a fresh blessing, a blessing of today. Past blessings are only the earnest and the confidence builder or the guarantee that God's with you and he's going to bless you forward. So Christ is calling us to press on to that goal, to press hold of that which he saw in us is why he took hold of us. I'm telling you, God sees something in you. And God, Christ, I love this. It says that Christ is calling me heavenward. In other words, he's pulling me up. He's pulling me up. He's calling me upward. I'm moving higher. I'm moving further. I'm moving greater. So can I encourage you to lay hold of that in which Christ laid hold of you? And then this last point I want to say is sometimes the person who's given out the encouragement, sometimes they need encouragement the most and nobody sees it. Sometimes the person who needs the most encouragement is you and nobody sees it. Everyone you see, they're facing a battle, right? And that's including you. That's including me. You know, you can see smiling on the outside, but you are hurting on the inside. You look like you're confident. You look like you're bold on the outside, but actually you could be horribly insecure. Sometimes people appear to have it all together, but you know that really everything's falling apart. I want you to read 1 Samuel chapter 30 this week because it's a powerful scripture and I'd like you to read it in its entirety. But the backdrop of that is David's army arrived back at Zig Ziglag, a place where they stayed. And when they got back, the enemy had burned down the city all to the ground. And they took the wives, they took the children. Uh, the enemy took everything that these soldiers were off to war. And David was off to war. And while they were gone, the enemy came in and took everything. Children, possessions, everything. Everything they had. And even at that time, the Bible says that David's own men turned on him to kill him. And they were saying, it's your fault. It's your fault that our cities are burned. It's your fault that our families are gone. It's your fault that friends, and I've lost all my friends. And now we have this enemy in front of us. And the Bible says that this army, that they wept till they had no more power to weep. Have you ever wept until you had no more power to weep? Anybody out there say amen. Have you ever wept till you had no more power to weep? Sometimes when you weep till you have no more power to weep, 
Sometimes the people that you always go to for encouragement, the people you always have always been there when you needed them. David's men had always been there. Always been there. But on this particular occasion, even David's best friends, come on, even his closest cohorts, even the people that he had bled on the battlefield with, that they'd won amazing victories with, they were so upset about the situation that it even divided their heart against their ruler and their king. David had to dismiss himself and get away from the people because his own friends were talking about stoning him. Think about that. So David was now in great danger. He was off by himself. All of his men were very bitter, verse 6 says. All of his men were very bitter because their sons and their daughters were gone and they talked about stoning him. Here's what I want to focus in on as we close today. It says, but David found strength in the Lord his God. It says that David found strength in the Lord his God. In the King James Version, it says that David encouraged, everybody say himself. Everybody say himself. David encouraged himself in the Lord. So David found strength and encouragement in the Lord. I want you to write this down. That strength or encouragement is this in the Hebrew. Chizak. C-H-I-Z-A-K. Everybody say Chizak. Actually, you kind of say Shizak. Everybody say Shizak. Shizak. Say it again. We're going to need this today. Say Shizak. Shizak. That's the Hebrew word for encouraging yourself in the Lord. This word has two meanings. I want you to write this down. It has two meanings. One, it means to tell yourself to be strong and firm. This Hebrew meaning even implies to talk to yourself. Everybody say talk to yourself. You know, positive words are difficult to remember, but negative words are difficult to forget. You know, neurologists say that a brain can believe negativity instantly. Neurologists say this. I did a study on this, that, it, that your brain can instantly believe something that's negative. Manny, I, I'm going to be about 10 minutes. About, it immediately believes things that are negative. Well, listen to this. They have, they have learned that it takes 15 seconds for the mind to even consider before it can even start to possibly believe something positive. Think about that. So we, ne- we, we generally n- n- always default to the negative, and it takes 15 seconds. So we're like, well, we might think about the positive. What we need to say, what we say to ourselves matters. The Bible teaches us that we are to speak to ourselves. You know, in Psalms 43, 5, 42, 5, and 11, it says this. It says, why am I so sad? Why am I so troubled? So how many see this conversation going on? You're talking to yourself. Man, why am I so sad? Why am I so troubled? Why am I in so much despair? How many's had that conversation to yourself at times? Why? Why am I? That's talking to yourself. But then in talking to yourself, it says, but I will put my hope in God. I will put my, and once again, I'll praise the God of my deliverer. So how David encouraged himself, he didn't say, oh, you got this one. You're enough. You deserve it. The Bible says he encouraged himself and he found strength in the Lord. The other thing is in Ephesians 5.19, it says this. 
speaking to yourself in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart unto the Lord. Brothers and sisters, the other thing that we do when we're encouraging ourselves in the Lord is we sing songs. Get, get, on, get on Pandora and download Elevation Worship or Bethel Worship or listen to Church on the Rock Worship. But begin to speak to yourself with psalms, with hymns and spiritual songs and make that melody in your heart into God. How many know it's time to get our Shizak back? How many want to get your Shizak back? I want that Shizak back. Well, begin talking to yourself in the Lord. And then the second meaning of Shizak is this. Write this down. It means to take hold of, seize or captive, and take back what was lost. So Shizak means to speak to yourself. And then it says to speak to yourself and say, that's enough. I'm not taking this anymore. I'm not the devil's doormat. God's called me to something higher. He's called, I'm speaking to myself. I'm picking myself up because nobody else is going to do it sometimes. We got to learn to encourage. Somebody say it. I need my Shizak back. I need to encourage myself. I need to get up and say, and then David said this. Should I chase, he asked the Lord, should I chase after this band of raiders? Should I chase? If I chase them, will I catch them? And the Lord said this, listen to me. And the Lord said this, yes, go after them. You will surely recover, recover everything that was taken away from you. Can I say today, let's get our Shizak back. Let's begin to tell ourselves what God tells us. Let's begin to put our foot down and say, God, do you want to give me back my family? Do you want to give me back my son or my daughter that's drifted from you? Do you want to give me back my job? Do you want to give me back the finances that's been stolen from me this year? Do you want to give me back some peace that's been taken from me? It's time, brothers and sisters, to get our Shizak back. To get our Shizak back. For the chains to fall off our feet. And we began to say, I know who I am in Christ. I know what God has called me to be. I know what God has called me to do. It's time to declare war and take back what the devil has stolen. Come on. How many of the devil stolen? It's time to take back. Time to go after it. And God says, you will surely recover everything that the devil's taken from you. Can you reach out and grab that with faith today? You shall recover everything. You shall recover everything. You shall recover everything that the devil has taken or stolen back from you. Now is the time. Now is the time. Only your words, God, can define me. Only you can tell me who I am. Only your words can create a brand new life in me. Lord, I am the righteousness of God. I am an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb. I am a child of the living God. I'm a joint heir with Christ. I know what my inheritance is. I know what the power is that works inside of me. I am free from depression. I am free from oppression. I am free from guilt. I am free from the law of sin and death. 
I have the mind of Christ. I have the peace of Christ. I have the joy of the Holy Spirit. The same Spirit that rose Christ Jesus from the dead is the same Spirit that dwells in me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I am the workmanship of Christ. I am created for good works. I am a new creation. I am light to this world. I'm salt in the earth. I am the head. I'm not the tail. I'm blessed going in and I'm blessed going out. I am seated with Christ in heavenly places. God's not given me a spirit of timidity or fear. But he's given me a spirit of power and of love and a sound mind. I can do all things. Somebody say, I can do all things through Christ who is in me. Amen. Greater is he that is, somebody say, greater is he that is in me than he's that, he that is outside of me. Come on, put the devil on the outside. Greater is he on the inside than he that's on the outside. I'm more than a conqueror in Jesus' name. Father God, I thank you for every person in this gathering today. Church online, people on YouTube, people here physically. Wherever people are gathering today, we're gathered in the presence of the Lord. And I pray that you would infuse in our homes and on this parking lot and inside. I pray you would infuse us with your presence today. Lord, that you'd build faith in us. Every head bowed and eyes closed all over this place as you're praying wherever you are. Who would say, encourage me? I need a little bit of encouragement. Who would say, I want some encouragement? Who would say, I need to get my Shizak back? Come on, all over this place. If that's you today, wherever you are, I want you just to lift up your hands to God. Who would say, would you encourage me today? Lift your hands up to God. Who would say, would you give me my Shizak back? Would you give me my strength back today? If you're watching online, you can type it in the chat. Give me my Shizak. Give me my strength back today. Ask the Lord to help you see what he saw in you right now by the Holy Spirit. I pray that you'll begin to see that you will see what it was that Christ saw in you. I pray right now that we'd forget what's behind past blessings, achievements, accomplishments, sins, and we'd press towards the goal ahead. How many of you did God speak to you and say, I want you to start using your words to equip and to build and to exhort and to encourage. If that's you today, I want you to say, help me quit using words. Help me quit using words to crush and to tear others down. As Job said, because if I wanted to, I could tear you apart. But if it were me, somebody say, but if it were me, if it were me, Man, I'll, I'll encourage someone. If it were me, I'll speak words of life. If it were me, man, I'd try to take away your grief. Ask the Lord to make you an encourager today all across this place. I want us to stand to our feet. I asked the band to play a song today.
I want us to shake off some heavy bands. Stand to your feet today. Stand to your feet today. I want you to just take your hands and shake off heavy bands. Come on, shake off some heavy bands today. Just do it as an act of faith, an act of worship. If you are bent over like Josh was talking, carrying a heavy load, and you need God to straighten you out today, straighten you up, encourage you today. As we sing this song, I want us to have liberty. Don't be a spectator today. Put on the garment of praise. 